Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And drumroll please, Bridget, because we have yes. a big announcement. I don't know if you can hear me hitting the table, but guys, we can finally announce to you that Bridget and I, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, is hosting an afternoon event in Nashville at the Graduate Hotel. We are hosting conversations with prime women, and it is going to take place, as I mentioned, October 8th at the Graduate Hotel in Nashville. We have some of the most incredible women coming to talk to us. We have celebrities, including Mindy Cohn, Melissa Gilbert, Leah Thompson. We have doctors and experts, including Dr. Somi Javade, Dr. Lisa Larkin, Danny Williamson. We have stylist Katie Rushton. We have celebrity makeup artist Melanie Mill. We have Sonsolas Gonzalez, who is the CEO and founder of yes. Better Not Younger Hair Care, and a myriad of other women. We are going to be talking to you about what you have asked us to talk about. We want to spend a weekend, and this is our first event. It will not be our last, but we have a conversation about boss ladies, women's wellness, and how to stay healthy, about primetime celebrities. We're going to talk about menopause, of course, and beauty and style to feel good. It's not about looking like anyone else. It's about feeling good in the skin you're in. So tickets are now on sale. You can check it out at www.conversationswithprimewomen.com. You can also go to Eventbrite and check out the tickets there. We are hoping to have an Instagram live going along with the event, but you don't want to miss it. If you are near Nashville or will be in the Nashville area, October 8th, you do not want to miss this event. And if you have a family member or a good friend who is in Nashville, please share the event with them again. It's October 8th from noon to five. It'll be an incredible afternoon. We have mimosas, we have food, we have shopping. You're, yes. you're just not going to yeah, want to miss it. Yeah, vendor store. You don't want to miss it. Guys, if you have not been to the Graduate Hotel in Nashville, oh my goodness, it is adorable. It's country music theme. It's kitschy. It's Dolly Parton. The decor. Oh, Dolly Parton and Mini Pearl. You walk in and you see this big Mini Pearl hooked rug right over the uh, reception desk. It is incredible. You've got to come. You got to come. You got to be there. So it's going to be really incredible. A lot of fun. So much information and such a great time to talk to other women in this demographic. I am so excited about it. You know, Bridget and I have loved going to events on menopause, and we talk to so many experts about it. But we hear from women that want to hear about everything to do with our time of life. If you don't feel seen and you don't feel heard, this is the place that's going to change because we are changing that narrative. We are discussing topics you want to know about that you have asked us about. It's going to be fun. It's going to be conversational and interactive. And you just get to have a great time with women of our demographic, where we can relate, what inspires people, what gets them going, what legacies they want to have, and how we are changing this narrative for our, the next generation. It is going to be a huge event. You're going to be able to shop and have a good time and make some connections, build community, and we hope we get to see you there. Again, we'll be talking about it 
so much over the next couple of weeks. Yes. But, yes. you know, we even might have, you know, some vacations choices going there too. Who They're knows? not confirmed yeah. yet, but if it is, we'll let you know. We're sure going to try. We'll let you know. Yes. Exactly. It's not quite confirmed, but we have a good feeling. Not to mention some giveaways and you do not want to miss the goodie bag. That's all I'm saying is yes. like, that's right. Miss it. <laughs> now I feel like, oh, Bridget, I feel relieved that we can finally say yes. it after all yeah, these we months. Woo. We're thinking New York City might be next in the springtime. We'll keep you posted. If you have ideas of what you want to see or what you want to hear or where you want us to go. So as we mentioned, this is the second half of the Patricia Richardson interview. And we're going to start talking about some menopause. And we are going to be talking about SAG-AFTRA and the writer's strike and how it's going to affect the actors and her in her impressions of what's going to happen over the next couple months. It's really interesting. Again, show notes can be found on hotflasheschooltopics.com. If you have any questions about our big event, go to conversationswithprimewomen.com and it will have your questions answered there, or you can email us. So with that being said, let's get started on the second half of our conversation with Patricia Richardson. We'll talk to you after. To shift back to West Wing, I read something. You did the recurring um, episodes and then that was right around the time yesterday I got sick, but you were also kind of going through menopause, perimenopause at that time. This is what I tried to tell my daughters. Neither of them listened to me. <laughs> my daughter-in-law had her first person. She's just had her second baby and she's 37 and about to turn 38, I think. And, uh, and the first baby was three years before that. So, you know, she was like me. She had her first baby, 33, 34. And, and then I had my second, the twins when I was 39 and just about to become 40. And so what I learned was that's of course, when your career is maybe peaking and, um, you, uh, have children and you have parents who are dying. My parents both were sick for 10 years. My sisters and I were flying all over the country back and forth for a million different operations and all the times that we needed to be there for them. So I'm dealing with the parents on the other coast that are in serious trouble. And, and then my own children here, and then this huge job and career really is also the career problem and menopause all (laughs) at the same time. And it, menopause, of course, makes you want to kill everyone you know. You know, yes. it's like, oh, mood disorder. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. you know, Rage. Yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. bad. And I think it makes it harder for you to uh, not lose your temper when your kids are being typical, difficult kids. And um, it, it makes you prone to all kinds of things. Now, the good news was. I started menopause and I started, whoa, dreading when I was going to have hot flashes when I was on stage working and taping and all that. I never had them. Oh, wow. Now, I think it had to do with around the time when I was starting to feel warm, but not really, really, really hot. I happened to take my daughter to this ADD specialist named Dr. Amen, who's really big in the ADHD thing. His his whole um, five different definitions of ADHD are in the new DSM. And he did nuclear brain studies of people to his theory, by the way, was not just that you could see ADHD or ADD, um, but that you could actually see mood disorder, like different that you could tell from looking at the brain, what other kinds of mood disorder may be going on. He he thought you could diagnose that way. There's a lot of disagreement about that. But there's universally now that the, the brain studies are, are recognized. Roxy's was like, you know, ring of fire, ADHD, like way off the map. I had a kind of ADD that is super organized already. 
you know, so I was like more organized before I started being treated than I am now. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's a kind of very focused, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, on one thing or another. But then yeah. I was getting all menopausal and he was giving me, he gave me this whole prescription basically of vitamins that I should take for my brain because I had a hole right here from when I got hit in the head real hard in college with a lighting thing. I was doing lighting and a big lighting thing came knocked me over and had kind of a little minor concussion and I uh, had a whiplash really badly too when I was a kid. So he was seeing this stuff and you, know, you could see this like blank space here and he went, that could be a memory problem for you. So I want you to start taking, and here's what he gave me a lot. Everybody knows about CoQ10 now. I didn't know, but I hadn't heard of it then, but CoQ10, um, D, ginkgo, which I don't take anymore either. E, which we're not supposed to take anymore, but I was. These other ones that are more unusual, which of course I can't think of the name of them, but I'll think of it before. I'll have like a senior moment and it'll float up to the top. <laughs> back. Yes. I started taking those vitamins and because I had migraines, a doctor put me on a drug called Topamax, which is supposed to cut down on your, on your migraines. So I started that at the same time. All the hot stuff went away. Wow. I went into my gynecologist and I said, oh, PS100, I think that's what it's called. The, she said the PS100 I was taking was the only thing that was hormonally related. And she looked at the list because I had this kind of long list of things. And she said, there's nothing in it this that would affect your hormones, except maybe this P- PS100. But I, it continued to be the case. I never... In all of this, it seems like it just went on forever. I had sleep disorder, had, you know, mood disorder and all of that, but never any hot flashes. I was so lucky. And I couldn't take estrogen because I had had a minor cancer event uh, way back in like 84. And I didn't want to risk taking any kind of estrogen. You know, I just, I just got, I don't know if I was just lucky or whatever worked, whatever Whatever worked. Cause they're, but I still say that women can possibly have their children earlier. So they're not hitting the death of their parents, their children, their career and menopause all at the same time. It would be a lot smarter, (laughs) fortunately, because you have to build your career through your twenties. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, and my my daughter-in-law is a super good colorist at Technicolor. I mean, she's like very much in demand and she had was building her way up into being in this position over all these years. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. it just works out that way sometimes. You know, you're very involved with the union. I know you were really I involved. I am, but I'm getting out union. of it now. I really, oh. the corruption in that union is so sickening. Oh, wow. Disturbing and upsetting. Oh. The people who are running national. Now, my party ran LA and mm-hmm. we are over half the membership and the national uh, these national corrupt leaders oh. deliberately screwed LA like they withheld self-taping free. We had the room. Yeah. They locked up our equipment in a closet for a year and wouldn't let us have self-taping. And when I came in as president of the local that, that fall and found out that our equipment had been in a closet for a year and that there were these rooms that we could have been using, I'm like, why mm-hmm. are we not having this? And I found out that the woman who was then executive vice president of the union had said, and this was from three very good sources, we want LA to fail because they wanted our political party that had been running and was is still running LA to be blamed for what they were doing. And that is typical of this party that is so corrupt. It is, 
you know, when you find out, like even right now with, with the writer strike going on, you know, Which, I, I think we're, they're not going to be the only people striking. I mean, in yeah. the 10 years I was there, these UFS people, when we would be like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to strike. And they were like, strikes never get you anywhere. And they just end up costing you more money because they'll come back with less and it's just going to cost money. And, and we came back with them with proof of every time we struck, struck how we got better deals, better deals, better deals. You know, and they were just, no, 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 no. We, we don't believe in striking. So that went down for 10 years. Well, now we got Fran. <laughs> and Fran is very fierce. And, uh, you know, and I have never heard those UFS people talking about, okay, we're going to have to strike because things yeah. are so bad. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, whether the writers will make a deal and then we'll go on strike. I, the directors have never held out this long. Usually they go first and they didn't. So I don't, they usually though, we're all, you know, like this with the producers. So they usually make a deal real quick that screws the rest of us. Mm. And now I don't know. I, wow. I, I hear that, you know, it'll probably be the writers and then us and then the directors. Or unless the directors come in and make a deal in the beginning and then we get stuck with pattern bargaining after their deal, which doesn't work for actors. I mean, if a director, when it streams, is going to get $30,000, right? He gets all of it. But the cast has to split that same $30,000 with however many people are in the cast. So you movie like Titanic and you got like 50 oh, goodness. people, you're not going to get anything. The mm-hmm. pattern barking does not work for actors. And, and our weak negotiator we had for over 10 years, who's thank God gone, would never, would never got that. And he would just, he would never argue for anything that the directors hadn't already gotten. And then he would go, well, the directors are doing that, so we'll do that too. And then he wouldn't try. After he uh, left in the next, no, not even after, a year after the last time he gave away a contract, which is the middle of the pandemic when we lost our health plan. Last time he oh, gave away geez. that contract, within a year, the head of Warner Brothers brought him in to the Federal Reserve in San Francisco. And there had never been two people from the entertainment industry on that Federal Reserve Board before. But he rewarded our negotiator with the Federal Reserve Board seat. Now, you think he would do that if he hadn't been giving them what they wanted? No. So I, I really, that guy is, and we have to pay him a fortune and... You know, it's so, that's what I mean. The whole thing is so so, hard. And the hardest thing, and I'm saying this to all of you who may be actually SAG after members, the worst thing about all of this is that our members don't seem to care about anything but but getting tapes, you know, at voting time. They just want to get the tapes so they can watch the movies. And then, and they don't have a concept of how much our union has lost that we had gained that they used to have and don't have anymore because of these last 10 years of this other party. And, and, and they don't vote. They don't even know there's an election. They pay so little attention to their union. You know, it's, they get the mail from SAG and throw it away and they don't read it. And, you know, so we were the most we've ever had vote was this last contract in 2019, which our group, we had a huge dissenting opinion thing about it publicly. We really went after them on this contract and we managed to get the voting from 16 to 17% of the union up to about, I don't know, it was 22 to 25% which is the most of anybody had ever voted. And that's that's still so local working trying to get to people to tell them to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And and it's the union is never going to be able to make it. If the members don't pay attention. attention and we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment and we're back. 
you mentioned that you're 72 and you're a grandma now. What would you do? You want to stay in this career? Do you want to go? Oh, I do absolutely. Go see Chantilly Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I have this great movie, and which I think I'm good coming out. And even if people see it, I don't think we're going to be going back to work for months. I really think it's going to be months between the WGA and then us. I really and the way that the that DTPT are being, you know, greedy suckers. I'm sorry. I'm just so angry. And that was another reason why I can't do this anymore because I get so it gets you. Yeah, yeah it gets you. <laughs> it's not up. good for your emotional well being. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. That, you know, my big button has always been injustice and yeah. and dishonesty. You know, and both of those things are big time. You know, going on, and I just get mad. And being mad doesn't help anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. get you anywhere. It doesn't get what you want. And it it, it just. I, I should just step back because I just would get so furious at what they were doing to our members. Yeah. Well, we and hate I mean, hearing that, that I talent know. because you're, you know, you're so talented and we love seeing, I mean, Chantilly Bridge, we recommend everybody go see it. And, and, and review, it, it. review it. We want to be represented. Yes. And that's what why. What do we have to watch? They, I mean, it's so yeah. stupid. The baby boomer generation is the biggest generation ever, except for our kids. And they're not giving us any product. And yeah. we watch TV. Yes, we're the ones really watching. We want to see the things we're dealing with and our challenges and our marriages, our not marriages, and having to deal with grief and um, lots of things. And right, and where are you seeing that? Yeah, and I mean, real women too. Like, it seems like the women in those movies—they're all wealthy. They all can travel here. What about the woman that she's having trouble paying her bills, and you know her kids are having to help her out? Or we're trying to look at this situation. She can't live on her own anymore. Something like that. Um, you know, I just started watching a show called Somebody Somewhere. Is that what it's called? Oh, Bridget Everett. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's good. I love that show. I yes. love that show. I didn't know about it. And then read it about somewhere. I went, somebody said, you should be watching this. And, oh, man, I'm such a big fan. Didn't yeah. season two just come out? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, and I'm catching it. up because I, mm-hmm. I just, I think I just finished the first year. Yeah, and and yeah. now I'm going to do the second year. I I love that show. It's hard for us to find things that, and you know that that's another relationship between sisters. That's very mm-hmm. interesting and very real. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I I just saw this episode the other like last night I think, where the now the sisters are kind of bonding and because the whole beginning you know they're yeah and yeah and so gosh it's. It's good because it's it's very true rep, a true representation. I feel like I think I saw it in People magazine this week about oh, her really? show. I yes. hope it, I'm going to vote for her for an Emmy. She's she's going to be on my list. Yeah, uh, you know, she's I, great. Or I'm at the Academy. I get to vote. You know. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute treat, a pleasure, yes. and we hope that everyone starts to hear about Chantilly Bridge and they go out oh, and see. Really? Just That's go so right good. on Amazon Prime, which Bridget and I did. I did, watched. yes, and write a review. Go to Rotten Tomatoes. Let everybody know that we want to see women in our demographic out yes. there. Yes, we want to hear because that's who we relate to. And please come back on anytime. Just become really popular and become like a top 10 thing. They'd have to go, oh, maybe we should have reviewed it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Don't ignore us. I will not be ignored. <laughs> I will not be ignored. ignored. <laughs> that was a good close. That, that close. was fatal <laughs> attraction, which yeah. they just did a right line. Uh, well, well, I really enjoyed doing this and enjoyed talking to both of you. So thank you, you for asking me and thank you for spreading the word on our our dear movie, little movie. We As, call it the little engine that could. That's and right. It'll keep going. It'll just keep going. That lack of <laughs> advertising. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, anything we can do to support, we're happy to do. And please come back anytime. We would love to talk oh, thank to you, you again. Thank you. Well, next time, of course, it's going to be a while before anybody works, I think, now. Hopefully, I will work again sometime. You will. You will. <laughs> you and will. you'll come on and promote whatever it is. I yes. would love to. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank so, you so much. much. Well, we want to thank Patricia Richardson so much for being on our show, for talking to us. She's for so really much having fun. Really a, oh, she is hilarious and fun and full of energy and really, you know, just a great representative, not only for her, her career and her industry, but also for women our age. I just feel like what a great, you know, I know she probably doesn't want to take on the term as role model, but really what a great role model or inspiration for women True. our age that keep going, you know, that just are doing this. So make sure that you watch Chantilly Bridge and if you want to find out more, make sure that you check out our website, hotflashescooltopics.com. Uh, check out the show notes there. And also, if you have anything that you want to know more about or questions, please email us at hotflashescooltopics at gmail.com. Check out our social media and make sure that you check out Eventbrite to find out more about our event that we are having on October 8th at the Graduate Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Have a great weekend, guys. We will talk to you next time.